Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 53 of the How We See Things podcast. I'm Stisman X, and I'm here with my co-host, Dan Stark. Dan, how you doing? I'm good, bro. Episode 53. Well, thank yeah, you to no, yeah. dedicated and, listeners out there. Shout out to our fans. <laughs> yeah, no, shout, shout out to first-time listeners. Um, if, if you're a last-time listener, um, screw you. Um, shout, out to, shout out to the returning customers. Um, shout out to the people who... Who make it, you know, halfway through the episode, the three minutes guys. We see you. Um shout out to the people who, you know, actually like seek out um proper long form detailed conversation about things. And you know, before I hit record, Dan and I were, you know, deep into like a thirty minute just conversation about um one of life's great ironies, I guess. Um, which is um, religion and the contradictions basically present within. Um, and what I wanted to get at is that, like, you know, in some ways, you're, you're, people are denying their humanity. They're denying their reality. Um, and oftentimes when people say, you know, humanity, what they mean is, oh, humanity as in good. Recognize somebody's humanity, recognize their innocence, all that stuff. When I think of humanity, I think of just a a big mumbled, jumbled swirl oh. of contradictions and of like that's the reality. The reality of humanity is that we're flawed. Yeah. So, so yeah. when somebody is having a militant, I guess like you know, idea about what you should do and whether or not you should drink alcohol and what's the response if you happen to do because, you know, in the real world, people are fucking and drinking alcohol all the time. That's how I'm multiplying. Um, I, I challenge everybody to go back in time and do their maths on when, how long it took between when their parents got married and when they arrived. Um, do it down to the, do it down to the day. I promise you, many of you will be shocked. Um, you know, if you happen to go down, you're shaking. Um, but like you know, the the reason why I wanted to highlight humanity is because you know, through through the week and since our last conversation, I, I've been doing a lot of thinking essentially about um, what we're talking about and like you know the issues that that exist. And I made a point like in the last episode um, that I wasn't entirely persuaded by the distinction or they need to make a distinction between regular everyday Palestinians and Hamas. Because that's that's an argument. That's a, I, I, I've swayed back to disliking Piers Morgan again because I noticed a rhetorical trick that he does. When he's losing the argument, he goes to, okay, let me ask you a question. Do you yeah. condemn Hamas? Well, uh, is it justifiable? Is this, is, it's, for him, there's this kind of red line for Israel or supporters of you know, let's say the actions of IDF. Um, mm-hmm. let's, let's be let's be careful with the use of our words. Versus um, supporters of um, Hamas versus the plight of the Palestinian people, which might flow and confluence in terms of the reality of they living in the same space, right? So they live in Gaza, where mm-hmm. there's not, and it's not like Gaza is particularly huge. So of course, there's layering, right, of the military, yeah. civilian population. However, we, we do acknowledge that sometimes you can have armed militias and a civilian populace that, you know, might tacitly benefit from their actions, but doesn't always agree or go along with their actions. And I think it's fair to say that that's a potential situation. In Of course, I'll not be disingenuous. Let's be, let's be very honest. There are probably Palestinians, everyday civilians who do support Hamas 
um let's not let's not be naive here that's that's because Hamas are married who are they married to <laughs> you know no, married... how, how are the fighters being born like oh, Jonathan, where yeah. are they yeah where, they live amongst the people so the idea that okay some people don't have links to them is obviously fanciful however we're, look, we're talking about a population of three million plus people at the start of the conflict anyway in and around that gaza area and now even if we say there's hamas number what tens of thousands there's still probability and you know through percentage calculations we know that at least let's say 60 percent of the people might never have a direct you know either view or relation to a hamas member for argument's sake right hamas are not in a three million society they're not that plentiful that they're related to every individual or you know every individual has some sort of you know kind of um what should i say investment in them However, the cause is the cause, right? The cause is for them, as they say it, liberation. The method, as always, is the problem, right? And this was my concern. When this dispute started, war, operation, whatever they're calling it now, I always said that the civilians were going to pay, unfortunately. Um, Hamas had started something on the 7th of October that... And again, if you... <laughs> For those who don't, why do you let, let me let me just because like this is yeah. this precisely is the thing I want to tease out. Why do you think it's important that there's a distinction between Hamas and mm-hmm. its as in any civilian or civil population? What purpose does that serve? Because throwing is throwing into that mix the underground tunnels and the way Hamas fights. Yes. Throw into that mix the comments from Hamas people about whose responsibility it is to take care of um, non-combatants. Throwing the minutia of international law around the difference between quote unquote human shields and quote unquote not taking enough care for civilian life. Um, mm. Throw into the mix the legitimacy of one state or the other. Um, why is it important that there's a distinction between Hamas and civilians, given everything you're willing to concede that, one, the Hamas fighters that we know, like to our next ends, are young, 20-year-old young people who were born basically into the system. Um, secondly, even though Hamas is a fascist organization, um, oh. you know there are many parts of the world that, that are under fascist rule with yeah. many citizens, with many citizens who... For fear of, take Nigeria for example, it's not full fledged fascism, but it's definitely you know on the spectrum. Take not, there are many places where you know the citizens have either been indoctrinated or are sharp, like just part of it. They they don't deserve to die. Um, mm. But but in this specific situation, um, can you tell me why nobody wants to take on the argument that actually? Actually, because um, regardless of regardless of your of, of your, the, the merits of the claim or the issue, actually, yeah. Hamas rep- and represents the Palestinian form. Of right, let me let me break it down this way. Here, here's why there's pushback on that. expression. Yeah, here's why there's a pushback on that. As, according to the Gaza Health Ministry, as of yesterday, at least 13,000 Palestinians have been killed and 30,000 injured. At least 13,000 people have been killed. Of those, 5,500 are children. 
No, but Excuse Hamas Hamas appears to be like a ghost story in many ways because we never like it's only Israeli forces that give account of how many quote unquote Hamas fighters that they've killed. They they then don't talk about civilians. I mean, on, the, on the on the on the Hazard, Gaza Health Ministry side or Hamas side, we never it's, hear how no, many no, Hamas how many Hamas combatants we, are lost. We can agree. All we all we hear is that civilians are, are dead. In a regular war situation, you can report on on both sides, who's yeah. losing how many people, and both oh, sides will have an official stat, whether undercounted or not. This, there, I think there, there, there's something, there's something, I, I don't know, there's just not like... There's definitely, again, um, we're not just in general here, we tell the facts, we tell things how we see them. There's a massive, Hamas is, in many ways, I think has surprised the IDF. Um, they're clearly quite a sophisticated, or they have sophisticated backers, planned and well-oiled kind of social media, especially. I think the media war has been one that Israel has lost right from about 48 hours into post-October 7th. As soon as they didn't go in straight away, Israel has been on the back foot. Hamas seems to have this ability, like you say, to blend in, right? Unfortunately for the civilians in Gaza, to blend in into Gaza. Now, back to the question you asked. I want to answer the question you asked. I will answer that other question as to why... Hamas seems not to be re- represented on the other side of the, of the media, you know, of the, of the Palestinian um, debate. In terms of why we should separate civilian from Hamas, I think you and I can both agree that 5,500 children is 5,500 children too many. And whilst those individuals may even be related or may even be children of Hamas fighters, I'm not, I'm giving you, I'll give you that. Our humanity, and we'll talk about humanity, and we want to talk about humanity and morality. It's wrong to kill a child who has not yet had self-determination according to human norms of, oh, you're sentient at 16, you're an adult at 18, generally around the world, right? Those are the two kind of landmarks. Who's able to say, yes, I'm taking taking up arms, to then join, like you said, quote and unquote, an illegal under international law of kind of the fact that they're within a sovereign country arms against that state, right? So the fact that they're children in and of itself and killed of that percentage, that we're talking about nearly, what's that, nearly 50%, 5,500 from 13,000 reported. That's nearly 50% of those killed have been innocent. And we have to preface that innocent children because by the metrics i told you by the fact that you're eight nine year old and you've been occupied and you're throwing stones at the idf it's just because that's you know you've seen you've grown up in gaza you've grown up in an open air prison so that's why i think we need to um, make that distinction now your second point about hamas and the kind of the ghosting is very well made and i think this is why i mentioned the whole social media thing because I think Israel has made some ill-advised, or even not Israel, I'm very careful, sorry, IDF. And I'm talking about their Twitter. I'm just talking specifically about what I've seen on Twitter. I must stress, right? Or X. It seems to me, you know, you've had full powers about videos confirming strikes, um, deleted, being deleted, editing full powers. Um, and then on the Hamas side, you know, obviously they're putting out propaganda. They're putting out, they're on the back foot. Clearly, they're on the back foot. They're surrounded. Israel, the IDF is going in, surrounding key areas and locations. But to me, they seem to harness, again, rather morbidly, 
the fact that so many children and innocents have died, women as well, um, they've they've been very quick to point out errors with the IDF. Where the IDF has made errors in terms of strikes and attacks, the IDF's message of about Hamas doing the same doesn't seem to hit the same way. And I think there's also a natural phenomenon of who is viewed as the oppressor versus the oppressee, who's viewed as having power, support, financial backing. And this is well, just let's be frank. Versus who is seen as being, blah, 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 you know, the downtrodden um, people. However, most people don't know this. Hamas is one of the wealthiest separatists, whatever you want to call them, organizations in the world. Their leaders are billionaires. Go and do your research. I'm not going to tell you where the, most of them, and a lot of the leadership don't even live in Gaza. Some of you might not know that. You need to go do your Googles. I mean, so, 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 so. Education. Gaza is actually, and I was looking at some of the equipment in the hospitals when I was seeing the hospital. They have excellent in Niger. They even have um, equipment that good. Gaza is was in was by many means they had very good roads, very good. They had two universities. They had a lot of it was when anyway, kind of when you look at the hospitals, go and look at what they have. MRIs, four five MRIs. The hospitals in Niger, where you know, <laughs> top top hospitals where they have one. So I saw some of the equipment. They have a lot of doctors. For an enclave, they have like they had thousands of doctors. Clearly, they're well educated. They, their GDP was fairly high. So I then questioned that: Why was it that Gazan children seemed to be they were on the lower side in terms of world, the WHO um, nourishment figures and things like that? Hamas was spending its money on something else, and we cannot deny that Hamas has been spending its GDP on militarizing. Clearly, on I mean, training and not investing in its people. So, so like I, the 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 main my first main framing attempts to frame this thing um, would be to say I want us to not have this conversation like two people in front of their microphones. Let's role play, for example. Let's let's pretend let's pretend we're in a room with the CIA director MI six. And you know, certain high-ranking people from um, different, like you know, countries. Like we, yep. with, and we're talking in real politic and not the this thing. Let's let's do that. Um, obviously, you know, they would have to acknowledge the information war. Um, basically, the the whole thing of narrative framing. They would also have to acknowledge, you know, a certain kind of dialectic, dialectic that, was, that has entered the bloodstream that is this oppressor oppressed dynamic thing that you mentioned mm -hmm. a lot of things are being framed that way it is a frame of conversation that people now have access to there has yep. been a mass democratization of therapeutic philosophical political language basically in everyday life everything is is broken down into detail you have explainers for everybody knows the words to use essentially to communicate whether it's trauma something about politics trigger all the stuff that like we have, you know, all these languages now to express ourselves and all that is feeding the way we process information. So that's uh -huh. important also. Um, but again, you know, I, I want to, because you keep mentioning like the, the information war and, yeah. you know, the, the, the reactions that people are having online. And honestly, that's important, right? But that's really not what's at stake here. And that's not, what's like to an extent to a large extent i don't think 
that's not what's going to inform the decision making by people because oh yo like you you're, you're describing Hamas's control over Gaza and all that kind of stuff and everything you're saying I'm hearing you describe basically every single corrupt country on the face of the earth um now if 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 Nigeria started a war you know um somewhere because of the exact nature of, of you know the Nigerian society, the war will probably mostly largely affect the people who start it or fight it. If it's uh-huh. a war with an external country, they will bomb the they will, like 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 with Ukraine and Russia, like they will bomb the headquarters of the military, they will bomb certain military places, all that kind of stuff. But if you have like a blood feud, for example, uh-huh. or something where two populations, not just quote-unquote leadership of the population, two populations have generational feuds that are spread across yep. families, neighbors. Like, yep. it, it Which whole... is getting worse, by the way. These actions have now ensured that this conflict is running for another 100 plus years. It's, it's, I, I, think, I, think we're reaching, I think we're reaching a kind of tipping point. I think it's escalating to a much significant level, which is why you're seeing, you could call it the dam breaking with Macron taking a certain move with the four-hour ideas fire situation. The conversations, yeah. like the conversations basically are changing in a way that is requiring either a final solution, quote unquote, or an actual like resolution of the uh-huh. issue. Uh-huh. And, and I, and I want to, and I want to introduce like, the tenor basically that you look at that there was a letter that went out from an Israeli general um basically saying the title was Let's Not Be Intimidated by the World. Um, you know, he dismisses the the narrative. He says, according to the American narrative, there are two groups of people in Gaza. One is the Hamas fighters who are brutal terrorists and are therefore mortal. Most of the people in Gaza belong to a second group, innocent civilians, quote unquote, who suffer for no fault of their own. Therefore, Israel must not only avoid harming them as much as possible, but also make their lives easier. Oh. And this general would like to differ. This letter that I just introduced here, this letter was liked by the finance minister, by other people. It captures yep. and it explains the action of you know, the, the government, basically, and their campaign in Gaza for now. Um, the other and more correct narrative is as follows. Israel is not fighting a terrorist organization, but against the state of Gaza. The state of Gaza is indeed under Hamas leadership, and this organization managed to mobilize all the resources of its state, the support of the majority of its citizens, and the absolute loyalty of its civil administration around... Very quickly, the reason I don't want to blaze you, um, we cannot, and I know you don't, stand for collective punishment. And so the idea that... And again, he may... You know, we can't prove it, but like I've acknowledged, these people have, mar- they're married, they have girlfriends, they have whatever, they have partners, they have uncles, daddies, children, nephews, nieces. However, you cannot interrogate every single Gazan, and therefore you cannot indiscriminately bomb them on the basis that you have assessed, you have generated. What you're saying is true, eh? What you're saying is true, but to that, I simply say, no shit. Because I, I I go back to what I was saying about let's like, let's not have this conversation as you always let's tell not have me. this conversation as so we cannot reduce ourselves to this base and it's a very base argument. No, no. So 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 we, we started the conversation with human nature. You're the one we, who produced democracy, and you're here. 
and we started the-, the conversation <laughs> with about, about with with human nature. Yeah, that's, that's why I wanted to start there because when it when it comes down to it, Dan, when it, when it comes down to it, finally, 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 yeah, to pro- to protect your own, you will take from you. another. I understand. Or you, or you would, so so at 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 it, it comes down to a point. It's not it comes down to a point. It's becoming and the general saying, "Oh, don't care what the world does," is is somewhat interesting if you know the history of. Um, of of of, of no, the Jews. Let me let me let me let me, let me emphasize one, one one thing here um, that, that the guy says a very a very important paragraph that the guy says. It says a war between states is not only won by military combat, but also by the ability of one side to break the opposing side's system, the economic ability, and first and foremost, the ability to provide energy. It is of the utmost importance. The collapse of Germany at the beginning of 1945 was mainly due to the loss of Romania's oil fields and once Germany didn't have enough fuel for its planes and tanks, the war was won. In World War II, America dropped a big fucking... When did Gaza... America, America dropped a... No, 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 no. The point is America dropped a big fucking bomb on Japan. We've passed that point. Gaza has lost. No, this no, this guy, this guy is making. We've not passed the point. That's, that's why I said I think we're actually getting to like a tipping point. You don't think we passed the point of Gaza when the electricity? No, we've seen. We've not seen. We've not seen children. Children died in intensive care units because there was look, no. There was no light for generators. Look, what is you're not listening to what this guy is saying. I am. Um, I just I agree. With that no, no, no. No, you you ha- you have to reckon with it. Like you have to reckon with what we're talking about here. And what I'm saying as another example is if you if you read some of what Churchill says in the in the in the depth, no no so 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 if you read if you read some of what Churchill says in the heat of in the heat of in the heat of he's not he's not a hero right? How many Irish? He's not he's not a hero. But but he's the, he's an embodiment of the inherent contradictions in so-called Western ideals. The ideals I, that you espouse. The, the, the difference the difference between the difference between the West largely and the rest of the world is that one group of people says that hey, our theory of humanity is a bit more base. It's a bit more you know grounding nature and the elements. And the West is saying, no, we've achieved a certain level of enlightenment or reasoning or reasoning, and we've detached from that kind of stuff. But when it boils down to it, when it boils down to it, you know, you're preaching to the choir because most of the time, I am the one. No, no, but this isn't economics and this isn't politics. When we talk about political systems, I'm on the other side. I'm on this side that you're. We're talking. We're we're talking about human behavior, war, and death. Right, and And one death. Consequences of extermination. This is no, no, gen- no. And, and where your is a conversation is a conversation about proportion, a luxury is what I'm asking you. Because no. because no. okay, so because we watch because we we all like we all like John Wick, for example, right? We all like movies, content that depict scenes. We all the the the, the revenge story, the overboard revenge story is canon in our literature, in our movies, in our TV shows. It's content giving giving the right giving the right giving the right wrong. emotional giving the right emotional tug. You're not we wrong. will endorse we will endorse somebody going after somebody else and out. killing their whole family. Yeah you are not wrong but there's always a point of okay where we look at it as okay 
and I and like I said, I, I espouse this view that you usually espouse about the West versus the rest of the world. You know that whenever I talk about political systems, I always tell you I don't think democracy is for everyone. In so far as I'm not saying people don't deserve democratic ideals, some people don't want to be. I'm just giving I'm, I'm giving a context, right? No, so no, no. When you talk about, I'm, uh, I'm right. I'm not, right both times. No, you understand? You're wrong. You're wrong. Let me, and, and I'll tell you why. You Whatever see, arguments I'm making in the form that I'm making is, is the correct form. Let me tell you why you're, you're wrong. Mm. What you're trying to say is, well, down to base instincts. What you're trying to say is that on the peninsula, on the, you know, the peninsula where Israel, Gaza, West Bank sit at this moment, what you're trying to say is that it's a fight to the death. That's what you're trying to say, essentially. Okay. Let, me, let me, I'll, I'll, I'll let you respond, but, but let me say exactly what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is that the threat that Israel faces is not is is existential. Number one, it's not just limited to a ghostly force of Hamas separated from the civilians. I believe, given the choice, many Palestinians and the the the, the only difference is that like I can understand why they would feel that way. I don't think we need to shy away from the legitimacy of the Palestinian anger too, because you yourself brought up the point of violence of, of, of violence being an acceptable response to um, um, occupation or oppression. What, what I want to get well, to is violence, I said no arms and no arms resistance if, 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 you're taking, if you're taking up arms it involves violence so let's not let, let's not play let's, let's not play a semantic game I let's said not play a semantic game about I didn't say that I, let's, might, not, let's not play a semantic game. Yeah, if, yeah, if, 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 if you're taking up arms, it implies violence. Well, well, that's what I want to get to. I, I merely set out what they were doing. I'm not saying what, what I want to get to is a, is is the real political <laughs> conversation. From Mr. Stisman X, hold on. My thing is, I'm not espousing violence because the thing no. is, let me explain. Let me explain. That's a, you, you, you want to make a semantic difference between taking up arms and violence. Whether it's resistance. Whether it's resistance, whether it's the, the, the bottom line, the bottom line is that there are people who have taken your argument to its logical conclusion and have chosen the Gandhi path, for example, I, know, of 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 laying down of laying down and non-armed resistance. So the moment you take up arms, it implies violence, whether it's in resistance me, to something or something or something else. Let me clarify. Um, let me clarify. Okay. Um, when I was setting out the scene for why Hamas. The way Hamas has framed their argument on social media, I did say that. Now, the thing is that I actually told you, and I said it to a number of people I've spoken to, or whatever. Hamas, however clever they thought they were in drawing in Israel to the strip, capturing hostages, ultimately they were doomed to failure. Now, one needs to question whether or not it was indeed a kamikaze act. They perhaps wanted to put pressure on others of their own faith. So define failure. Or that's what I'm saying. I don't know what their aims are, right? We're just speculating on their objectives, but we know what they did, right? So one could say, well, they wanted Israel to be drawn in. They wanted to make a point to Israel on one of its holiest holidays. They wanted to join other countries, which nearly has happened at many points. Or they maybe they just want to not want to live rather lose quote unquote territory and their lives for a particular cause who knows why they're doing it my point is this for me and the other argument that has to be made is okay why gaza is one thing why are israelis taking over territory in the west bank because 
I, on this previous episode, said that my approach would be in the very difficult situation that Palestine finds itself of a massive power gap. Because the truth is, at the end of the day, you can be violent to Hamas. You think you're smart. Israel has like some foam bombs that they can bomb on the ground, apparently. They flush out tunnels. So you can build as many tunnels as you want. They're going to flush out. Violence, violence doesn't mean you, you engage each other, battle of the bastard style on an open field. Oh, and course, because, course, because you have a lesser number, you lose. Yeah. My point is, violence is primarily a willingness to take up arms and potentially return fire. That that is that is all it is, and that I, is the reality. I it. believe that up until the incursions in the West Bank, Fatah or the PLO, whatever form you want to call them, in the West Bank, of course they've had to cede some control of their daily lives. There's checkpoints. They face discrimination on the streets. There are parts of West Bank that they, they can't go to. Right, there are streets and bus stops that you can't go to. This is all very, this is all factual information. Their lives are generally they're able to walk and live in Israel in a way that Gazans cannot, right? And I think that through talks, and that was the closest we've ever got to two state solution was through talks. Camp David, you know, Yasser Arafat, um, the PM, Israeli PM that got murdered, assassinated. I can't remember his name. It's through talking. This military action or whatever that Hamas is trying to do, they can't win conventionally or unconventionally. So, and so, so that's people were always going to suffer. My always my thing was not even about who's going to win or lose because this is a protracted thing. Who knows what the future holds? But my thing was that the people, and let's focus on the humanity here, the people were always going to suffer. The civilians were always going to suffer. Now, whether however you want to apportion that they are Hamas-related civilians. Or true, true civilians. I, no, no, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to focus on a quote-unquote humanity because, to me, humanity includes on the spectrum of humanity. It includes an innocent, innocent civilian who dies in his mother's arms, and somebody who takes up arms and shoots somebody or stabs somebody in the heart. It's both human behavior. It's 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 both a part of us or what we're capable of. Um, essentially, as as a theoretical matter, I'm not willing to disassociate myself from the possibility of violence as a means to liberation as you are because the history of life of our society whether it's naturna on the slave trade and the slave like you know resistance whether it's the violence that happened I'm in history i'm just saying that it's context for context for me no, so, you, so, so, I, so let's that's what i'm saying so let's have don't i'm not saying a prospect because I know Israelian, I know the IDS military capacity. I knew the David slingshot. I knew about the shield, the dome. I knew no, that. that was but but if if you if you if you know about it, if you know about it, then of course so does Hamas. So does anybody there who takes up arms. So that's what I'm saying. So let's not let, let's let's not have the conversation as like you made a key like point. people who are arms. You made a key point. Though. Who takes up arms? Did the whole of the Gaza Strip take up arms? No, the whole of the Gaza Strip did not take up arms. But, but, but I just, but I just read to you a passage from somebody explicitly saying that just the same way that America bombed the shit out of Germany and killed a shit ton of civilians, only to later come and do the Marshall Plan and rebuild it because you know, hey, we're sorry we bombed you and everybody else that we bombed, but it's war, it's real. Or in Japan. 
when even after everything was over, they were like, you know what? So you guys never fuck with us again. And so you become 60 or something years later, the close, the, our ally, our closest tied ally in that region. We're going to drop a fucking XYZ ton bomb on you. And it's going to be the last time in history that this is ever used. And the whole area, nothing is going to be able to grow there again forever and ever. Like, what's, 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 I, I, th- I think we should take the people speaking to us in Israel seriously about what it is that they intend to do and what it is that they are facing. They can intend to do whatever they want. No, 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 chill, 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 chill. And I'm saying, I think, we should, I think we need to also take the Palestinian side seriously about the ways at which they are going to, because the objective clearly is not to win and they are, they are trying to inflict pain. It is, it is clearly, like, it is clearly what it was aimed at doing. We're going to fuck your shit up. A classic story that we all know is Robin Hood. There are so many stories like that of a of a people, a tiny three hundred Leonidas, is of a tiny group of people who were able to get symbolic or pyric victory victories, where they inflicted a a great blow that made everybody feel, you know, good about themselves. But, but they were weren't Spartan, yet, but but they weren't able to. It's, it's part of, as in. People, there, there's, there's such a thing as being a, a martyr. So we need to reckon, which, which is why I agree with you when you were saying about talks, about the need for talks. That, that was where I was going to get to. Now has to be has to be leadership. Anybody making any type of radical, like the general I just mentioned, anybody making any religious claim should not be in the room discussing anything at all. Because the certain thing, thing you're talking about gets to another issue as well. They, they, they are choosing not only to win a militaristic war or a capitalistic war about land or something. They want to win a propaganda or narrative war that defines the struggle in a way that, like we mentioned before, gives anybody who is of Jewish descent anywhere in the world an access to this piece of land who belongs to somebody else. Some of that shit needs to be nipped in the bud, um, and that's and that's getting the religious elements out of out of the place. But we live in a we live in a delicate time or in a strange time where right wing movements of many different flavors all around the world are sprouting up. And in in Israel, the right wing movement takes the shape of people with ultra nationalist views and with a kind of like fetish for something. In the in the US here, the people with end time obsession. That's so, so like it's it's the, the 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 kind of conversation people are having about oh Hamas civilians. Israel is not Israel is clear about what they are doing. They believe, and I think rightly so, that they need to inflict a kind of terror. In the hearts of five-year-old, seven-year-old, eight-year-old, nine-year-old Gaza seniors, so that when they grow up, so that when they grow up to be twenty years old, they will not they will not join Hamas and scale a fence and come and shoot um, um, Israeli citizens where they are. I think whether or not not I mean, in theory, I I, I kind of you know from a cold, um, objective point of view as a militaristic and kind of psyops, really. That's what we're talking about. Because if anyone who's watched Oppenheimer, or go do some more research, because really Christopher Nolan takes a rather um, narrow view of, of events. Um, 
and I think rightly so was criticised by Spike Lee mm. on that point. The fact that you're talking about Oppenheimer's story doesn't mean that you don't even show, um, you know, you could have the Japanese side or the Japanese side. There was literally no. We never actually saw Japan, which for me was, mm. to me, and understanding the psychology behind these Hollywood movies and you all enjoy it and things like that. People really need to go and cognitively understand why things are shown in a particular way. Mm. When something is shown to you in a particular way, ask yourself why it's not the other side no, of it. America has never, I will never apologize for it. Never said they should. But my point is that that was this valid criticism by Spike Lee. And, you know, um, I'm saying that in this context because I think, like, I'm a pragmatist. To me, Hamas doing this is just, unfortunately, they've just sentenced so many people to death. So many young people. I was watching a video of um, the highest scoring student in the Gaza University. It was a, it was a, a young lady. She had the highest GPA. Um, she was going to become a linguist, you know, and she's dead, right? The schools in Gaza have essentially cancelled 2023, 2024, because the students are dead. There's nobody to teach in that whole generation for that particular primary school or for the, you know, Gazan primary schools. That's sovereign. And Israel, you know, by virtue of position power, might, has the right to respond. They have the right to respond if you're attacked as a sovereign nation. That's international law. You can defend yourself. The issue here is proportionality. And in a way, I get the general's point. Um, this is a threat that's been ongoing for 60 years. So the threat of um, retaliation, um, it's manifested in the Six-Day War, in the Yom Kippur War. It manifested in, you know, um, the Infantada, the first and second Infantadas. So there is a threat. Now, Israel has to decide how it wants to proceed because... Do you then put the remaining Gazans back? Let's let's think forward. Like what's happening now is very terrible. It's very sad. Neither neither you and I can go in there and stop it, right? We, even if we sat in the UN rooms, you know, Israel is on a path right now. I don't know who can stop. Maybe the US, and I think some countries are trying to talk to them to temper their. See, I just I just read it later. Yeah, he told them to f off. Basically, I understand they're trying to talk to him. So here's my thing. Let's look beyond now. Let's, you know, they've done all they want. At some point, they will let enough blood to save themselves um, and their thirst for revenge and their objectives. Let's look beyond that. What does the future look like in Gaza? How does Israel feel safe with any Palestinians in its boundaries? How, like, let's be very frank here. What will make them feel safe? Talk to me. It doesn't. They... No, they, 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 they don't. They, they, they so, don't feel safe. Um, okay. They don't. They don't feel safe. Um, something has to give within Gaza, Gazan society. And as you were talking about the every the, the random person, unfortunately, who died, you know that Hamas has signed the death warrants for all their people unknowing to them or something like that. And you know how so sad it is. I'm I'm, I'm forced to think that think about us two Nigerians who are outside of our countries because our leadership is terrible, killing many people with their mismanagement, and there's nothing we can do about it. So so, so when so when we're talking about, like, it's, it is what it is. It's, it's that, answer, I saw a very interesting, one of the former 
IDF, either commanders or senior senior person is really um, security infrastructure, suggesting that countries in the world took there's 2.5 million Gazans he says. Um, why don't the ten countries take um, 250 each or something? He said 250,000 each, and that solves the problem. Could it work? I'm, saying, I'm just like. <laughs> So, 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 the, so the only, the only, the, the only way forward, the only way forward, the only possible, the only possible, and, and this, this is this, this is me right now solving the Middle East crisis. The only possible way forward now is for Israel to make concessions, both meaningful, practical land concessions and rhetorical concessions, um, to the people of Palestine. It's for Palestinians themselves, through the help of the U.S., through any type of infiltration, to kill or chase away any Hamas person from their, within themselves. If you're Palestinian, you're not Hamas, you're not Hamas, you're not Hamas. If you know somebody that's Hamas, this thing, eh? kill them justice. Take their gun, surrender it to, to, to Israel. Or break their leg if, if you can't kill them. No, no. See, so, 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 if if you don't want nihilism, eh, I'm but, giving you. This is me solving. This is me solving. I just don't care. And let me explain why. Um, I really feel sorry more than anything for. The, no, it's not possible. So one one of one of two things are going to happen. Let me explain. Um, for for the innocent Gazans, you know, I've I've expressed how I feel about it. I think it's really shocking. I think on the Israeli side, there's a lot of fear. Right, and fear is one of the strongest human emotions that you can ever find because you can justify anything. In no, 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 but 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 they are rightly afraid because just just as they have just as they have some crazy people in their governments, the other side too is full of fucking cycles of of people that are expecting to have veggies in heaven type of cycles, batshit people. Um, nine that, but here is what I'm trying to say. How does that explain that sixteen-year-old girl who is now dead? This is my point, and I'm, I'm just trying to say. Well, and I but it doesn't now. Why, why are you looking for an explanation? It's casualties of war. I understand that, but what I'm trying to say to you is that at some point, this politics or the propaganda of fear and what is happening, which is based in some truth, that's clear. Hamas has said, if you stop fighting now, we'll come out and go. They have said it. What so, I, 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 in the crisis now? You not let me finish I, my solution. Like I if, if that's what I'm saying happens. The reason no. I put it back is because when Germany was telling Nazi Germany was telling Jews to do that, essentially bring out your people, bring out the Jews amongst you, right? This was what they were telling other minorities. For those who don't know, Crystal mm-hmm. Max, the night of the broken knives or broken glass, was a night where, you know, because um the Jewish identity is something that through time because they've emigrated from their natural, you know, Middle Eastern area. I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying the Israeli government would tell would tell Hamas to surrender. To surrender. That, that's not what I'm saying. They create the identity of oh, if you you'll be safe if you expose those within you, right? That's what you're saying essentially. No, so, no, no, no. So that, that's the so now see see you, you skip where I started from. I started from the Israeli government has to make concessions, both material concessions in terms of land. And 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 rhetorical concessions as well. On the point of land, because let's not let's not actually. 
That's one of the biggest. No, so so that's that's I'm giving I'm giving you the solution. I'm giving you the solution because plans are taking over land. On, I'm giving you. I'll give you my solution, and I'll tell you what our options are if we don't if we don't take my perfect solution to solve the Middle East crisis. Israel makes concessions, rhetorical and material concessions. Material concessions, land, rhetorical concessions, apologies, you know, statements, Gaza reparations, acknowledgement of guilt, etc. On the Palestinian side, not at the request of Israel, not at the request of Israel, for their own salvation, because they don't agree with what Hamas is doing, right? Have a cultural change. Reject the the radicals, the fanatics, the Islamist people in your society. This is the agency and the responsibility bequeathed, bequeathed to every human being in every society because that is the way democracies and freedom is formed. It's not given to anybody anywhere in the world. Now, everything I've described, sound, if it sounds fantastical to you, is because it is. And this is my perfect solution. Now, alternatively to that... What we are going to get is either a mass, mass killing of Palestinians until Israel is tired. And then 20 years later, 10 years later, this happens again and we have the same cycle. Right? So nothing changes, basically. Or we have World War Three. That's, that's, those are, that's what we're left with. You know what I'm saying? So the, 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 what is required now really is leadership. Um, leadership from because if, if if you listen to a lot of of native Israeli people talk, if you read Haaretz like the main newspaper in, in Israel, a lot of criticism is being levied at Netanyahu. Israeli people understand that their government has failed them and is failing them, but at the same time, their cousin, sister, brother, auntie, grandma, nephew was killed by in a Palestinian. Um, so, so, or, or, but like, and, and, and when you're talking about like Hamas, eh, like, that's what I keep saying. Hamas is the name of an organization that was written on paper somewhere. Like, it's it, the people, the people who climbed the fence, who were jumping, who were rimming, these were just, they were just boys. They were just guys. Like, they were just people. Um, like, it's not, there. we can't say see, that. See, they're, uh, see, they're, see, they're not, they're level, not, they're training, not. There's a level of training and funding. Of course, out. of course, there's a level of training oh, and funding. But, just but let's not let's not paint the image of let's not paint the image of a school or a camp somewhere where they are doing CISA. Obviously, there, there's a funnel of leadership that is small at the top and very wide at the bottom. Basically, there are lots of foot soldiers. There are people who are planning and you know calling the shots. Basically, but it is everyday young men and women probably that are. Either born orphans lose their parents are vulnerable to radicalization and the type of radicalization that gets you to take up arms. We see this everywhere. I've been watching various documentaries about Liberia and child soldiers in Congo and stuff like that. Mm. Like the 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 psychology of man, like our our humanity essentially is a blank slate. We're not predisposed no, to no, anything. We're made. Like it's 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 like, your it's your we're all creatures of our environment, you understand? And when you see Tutsis and and, and uh, Hutus or the different various groups in Congo fighting each other, they're drawing a line here and shooting people, or the Crips and the Bloods, or or you know, any any different like if at, at some point 
at some point, um, you if, if you're looking for for theory or sense or some type of pro- as in because I was going to what is proportionality for you if your wife and child gets killed? What's proportional? Do you say an eye for an eye? Okay, if I kill this person's life and child, um, wife and child, the person that killed my own, I feel good. Or is is there anybody? Is there anybody who has the moral standing to tell you what a proportional response is always in response to? When we talk about political system, um, I bring it back to that. Whenever we talk about you know some of the more extreme ideas that we've spoken about offline, even um, mm. where does it end? Someone has to be the world police. You know we've talked about this and the role of the US. Hey, at some. Hey. Somebody this has, is why I said I'm right in that ways. Because right, when, right. when I said the whole Western, and when I praise the West sometimes, because somebody has to be the police of the whatever. world. Whatever. I agree with you. We, 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 need, we need, well, I'm right as well, because you agree that there are different systems that suit different people. And some people of course. force their system on others. It's in the context of, it's in the context of, it's in the specific context that, that we're... I'm right as well. Um, yeah, my, yeah. my view on kind of less, yeah, I think it's good that we've, Try to think about, as you're talking, I was thinking about what's viable and what's likely to happen. I think it's quite clear that there was a lot of emotion. Those around Israel wanted to enter the, the flee, the conflict. So I know Iran, Lebanon seemed the keenest. Um, Jordan even issued some threats. Yemen, as far as Yemen, wanted to get involved. Um I think the reality is that, and this is why I said right off the bat, it's kind of, Israel has been preparing itself. Those that don't understand the Israeli mindset, go read um, some of the first five books of the Bible. They are immensely proud people, immensely community-led, um, and whether or not they believe strongly in the religion, it's interwoven with their culture. So I say that to mean that someone doesn't have to be very, very strongly um, a believer of Judaism to partake in the cultural aspects of it and to feel a connection to mm-hmm. it. And we must make a distinction between Zionism, we're going to talk about today, and because they're actually Jews even in the US protesting against um what Israel is doing at the moment because they don't believe in that place being Zion, right? Um, for for Israelis, they believe that wherever Israelis are, they can they not Jews are sorry, they can make that their home. That's what those people believe, as opposed to oh, we all have to go to a particular ethno. They're wrong state. So um, we'll discuss. Like I said, that's not for today. So the issue of what happens next, I think it requires a lot of leadership, which frankly is lacking in the world right now. Um, you look around. Who's going to be the who's going to be the statesman or woman? Who's going to drive that no, change? I mean, on, uh, on the foreign policy stuff, uh, I actually rate Biden. Is um, it David Cameron really that they brought? No, no, no. I, I said Biden. I actually, I actually rate Joe Biden. Um, I think, I think he has handled the the foreign policy you know space pretty well. Um, marshalling, marshalling Europe's response it's, to. It's very, I find Biden to be very good at like the nuanced things. The very yeah. Yeah. The margins. He's very good at because if you look at his yeah. history as a senator, he was always that kind of like center republic, um, demo, you know, centerish. Not as bad as Joe mentioned, the idiot who's going to be kicked out of the next election. Yeah. Or he was he was never really like your tree hugging liberalist. Um, 
he always was one to kind of work on both sides of the floor. So I'm not surprised that he's able to compromise and he's able to, you know, I wanna he does well. I, I, I wanna spend some time bashing religion and a a certain and, and the, the phenomenon of certainty of mind and the kind of bluster that we're hearing from you know people like like where I was saying Pierce Morgan, the constant retorts to do you condemn Hamas? Do you, do you condemn Hamas? If you don't condemn Hamas on TV, it means you support the murdering of. And the type of flattening of, converse, of conversations and the attempt to score rhetorical points or victories and just generally the certainty of mind that leads people to frame this as a battle between good and evil. I saw, I saw, I saw a ridiculous picture on the internet one time about a battle between good and evil and on one side it was mostly um, um, hijab-wearing guys and on the other side, it was, you know, America and British and some other people. And it's like, these are the good guys, are the bad guys. When, you know, fundamentally, we're just talking about, like, like flaws of humanity, basically. Like, the uh-huh. idea, and, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, like, to anybody, this thing. If you believe that, you know, there's some kind of, like, jihad theory of life, essentially, that your religious text or your religious you know, ideology basically basically involves killing people or you sacrificing your life in a way for a higher cause is bullshit. Let me just tell you flat out right now. It's bullshit. And on the other hand, if your religion, you know, involves some piece of land somewhere that you think was divinely given to a chosen people and that you think something somebody's going to come back to and save you. You understand? And and that land should belong to the people who you think it was given to by any business history, then, you know, I'm sorry, but it's nonsense too. Um, and you both are responsible for the problems that we have what right now. Tell us, you, tell us how you really feel. You know, uh, this, I'm, I'm actually being circumspect because I, I, I could really, I could really go off. Like I'm, I'm actually trying to be generous in some of the ways I'm describing, you know, this, this thing here, because a key phenomenon at play here also is the American British slash Western backing, which to a large extent is based on the evangelical theory of the case. It's you, you cannot deny because even fundamentally, like fundamentally the, the, the imperialist the imperialist interest in the Middle East is inextricably tied to the Crusades and a religious whilst that might be true, I just think that there's also more recent context of allies and the fact that they need, I think this is a key, the key point, I think, why countries like the UK and US are so, especially in the UK situation, is because they need an ally, right, in the Middle East. They need, in that particular axis, I'm not talking about, um, obviously, you know, there's ties with the UAE and stuff, but in that particular kind of Levant area, it's Israel. There's no one else. Look, there's there, is no- an, there is an essentialist element to this too, because, and, it's, and the reason why I brought up the Crusades, these things, like, we're talking about human beings here. Fundamentally, the whites don't get along with the Arabs. They haven't. It is what I'm saying. It's nuanced. We should still like the whites. And no, no. no a, as, lot, as a, a lot of <laughs> the UK, a lot of, there was a march of, like, was it um, hundreds of thousands of people on uh, last um, Remember Sunday um, again. So there's not, there, look, I get your look, point. There are high-ranking British people. Yeah, who who think that such marches rep- are are examples of the West eating itself? 
when people want to criticize Douglas Murray and the likes, when people want to criticize the West these days, they point to such marches mm-hmm. as examples of the West eating itself. Where Barry Weiss and the anti-woke people have settled on, that the problem really is DEI stuff and diversity. So like, when, you, when you bring up these marches, you know, to some people, it looks like an example of solidarity. To some other people, it looks like an example of failure, of a major threat. It's still that, that, it doesn't change the fact that the market. No, no, it did, it did. But, but, but I want to, I want to provide the context because power lies with one group, and it's not the people marching. If they had power, they would be marching on the streets. The people with power, the people who make decisions, the people who actually have the opportunity or the ability to influence things, oh. are thinking about this in a different way. The right is the more powerful. The left has the culture for sure. Um, the left is on the streets marching in large numbers, but the right owns institutions because yeah. primarily, because primarily, you know, um, which is my contention. Um, although I don't believe conservatism as a philosophy is useful, I think inherently, when it boils down to it, conservatism is humanity's attempt to conserve itself. Basically, it's, our survival. it's in the definition: conserve, keep the status quo. And the idea of your, and I think this is where you know it's a good place to kind of wrap yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When when we actually sometimes think about situations, if you think about it, the idea of liberalism or the idea of change is cyclical. So mm. every so ten to twelve years, you get a socialist democrat mm. of one form or another. But then conservatism never dies; it never loses its authenticity because. It stays in the institutions. It remains, even if you might strip away, think of a house, you might strip away the top floor and you might redecorate it. But the foundation still lies there. Mm-hmm. And inherently, the foundation of, and you're talking about an atomic bomb, what you do there is you, you destroy the foundation. That's what they did in Japan. They broke the foundation of that. that Japan was one of the most strong ethno-nationalist states, one of the oh. most... Inherent America is the good and kind and gracious. Japan was one of the most savage colonialists in the world. People, and I I really encourage people to go and read their history. Japan Japan was, before you're talking about even Britain, and Britain was savage, obviously. You look at Churchill, we're talking about Churchill in India, the famine, potato famine in Ireland, and very heinous acts even in Nigeria and the Caribbean. Japan, pound for pound. If you talk to Japanese, if you talk to Old school Koreans, Chinese, they, 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 the kind of the innate of that Japan before, you know, Japan carried out some heinous acts in the Asian Peninsula, Laos, and and all those parts of of, of China, Manchuria, um, or Manchukuo, as, as as it was called then. So, um, what is what what the US did was to break the foundation, right? And they broke that kind of conservatism. In Japan, which is why you know it kind of sprouted this kind of <laughs> the new nouveau Japan. Oh. Yeah, it, it, it was rebuilt. So I get your point in so far as, in a sense, you have to kind of rebuild. Maybe Israel is taking the route of okay, we have to rebuild your psyche, right? Palestine or Palestinians or Gazans, we have to rebuild you in our own image. Let's see. I don't know. I I, I just feel like. You're talking about humans here versus ideas. Heavy stuff, man. Heavy stuff, but keeping it real. Yeah, I mean, we um, let us know your thoughts. Um, drop us a like, comments. Um, 
yeah, let's let's know what you think, and um, we'll see you on the next episode of. How see we you next week. <laughs>